0: The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
1: I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you.
2: Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Jamie Lint and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us. Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app. It's presented by Happy State Bank. Visual Edge IT hotline is open as well tonight, today. So it's open all day today, even tonight. Uh, 806 771 High School Fan Zone tonight at 6 on 100.7 The Score. And the first edition of Red Raider Baseball with Tim Tadlock tonight is on at 6 o'clock. What... uh, what do you think we'll we'll hear from the head coach with regard to to the weekend? Has he already put that behind him and looked ahead? I mean, what's the what's the high for the weekend for him? Do you think besides the three wins?
3: Um, what's the high for the weekend? Um, just seeing probably getting young guys in there and kind of getting their feet wet and and having opportunities to get some a b's or get some some work on the mound and. Feeling like uh, you know those guys were able to perform and have a little bit of success, and mm-hmm. I'm sure he's he's thrilled to see that.
2: What what did he think? What do you think he thought about the pitching? The pitching maybe on on Friday maybe the best start of the day, the best start of the weekend was on Friday with Kyle Robinson, right? Five innings, gave up a hit, gave up a run, walked three, struck out eight, faced nineteen batters.
3: Yeah, I don't think there's any question. No question
2: on that. Yeah. Is there concern for Zane Petty, or do you still kind of look at him and go? Okay, he's still a little bit behind because of uh, just getting started a little bit later in January than than the other fellas, But he went three and two thirds, six hits, three runs.
3: I don't know that Zane started later than anybody.
2: I thought that I thought that was the case.
3: No, that was a case with Tabor Fast. Okay, Tabor and, Fast. I have the wrong guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, not Zane. No, I, I I mean I think there's probably um I don't know what you would call angst. You know, you're anxious for. Him to show what um, he showed at the end of last year, and show what he showed all summer long when he was really good, and um, just hasn't been great to start this year. Yeah,
2: no specific reason. Just just one of
3: those things. I mean, he's, he's had trouble with his command of his fastball in the first game and um, against Nebraska, and then this weekend he just uh, just like looked like there wasn't a lot of movement. Everything was set up on a tee.
2: And then, uh, so of the relievers, what what did you think? The guys that came in? Hudson th- loose?
3: Yeah, I, you know, Hudson, there, I think there were some balls that uh, uh, for Hudson were you know, kind of C&I hits or whatever that um, felt like he pitched better than his line score showed, which his line score was not, was not good at all. But um, I thought Ryan Free looked great yesterday. Matt um, Mac pretty good yesterday. Uh, it was, I mean, you have so many more bullpen arms that are, you know, that you're confident in that you never got into the game this weekend.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, freeze line on Saturday was three and a third, two hits, gave up a run. It was earned, walked two, struck out one, faced 14, and then, uh, yesterday, Jack Washburn. That was a little bit of a rough start for him, right? Four and a third, six hits, four runs—all of them earned.
3: Yeah, both times that he's he's pitched, he's he's been good early, and then um, you know in that last inning, just kind of runs out of gas. And so maybe that has something to do with you know the you know being away from the game, not pitching for mm-hmm. a year, um, just his you know his his I don't want to say conditioning, but maybe just. You know, just runs runs out of oomph there at the end. So it's yeah. something that maybe they, you know, kind of try to have to build up a little bit more yeah. mm-hmm. uh, moving forward. But like I said, look good early, and then it kind of fell apart there at the end.
2: What What do you think's the low for him for the weekend?
3: Ah, mm-hmm. uh, you you could probably lean towards starting pitching. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if you're just picking one specific yeah. thing.
2: Yeah, just, you know, yeah. just, I mean, they're always going to find, okay, so here's the really good stuff that happened. Here's the stuff that eh, it was kind of this, and then yeah. here's the stuff we really want to work on.
3: I, I mean, I would tell you that's my biggest concern right now. Starting pitching. So, not that, you know, Tim Tadlock and I always, and I always agree on everything. Mm-hmm.
2: But. I think you pretty much do. It's, <laughs> I sometimes I feel like that, that, that you've had like a – Remember the movie um, where they did the the face change? Face off? Face off, yeah. Sometimes I wonder if you and Coach Tadlock have exchanged faces. I'm sitting here with Tim Tadlock. Or if, Tim, he drinks. If, if you're, if, if, if I've you're never the... seen
3: him with a Mountain Dew, and he drinks a lot of coffee. So, so there you go.
2: There you go. We're,
3: we're definitely way different people. If
2: I'd seen him with a Mountain Dew down there, I've been... Baseball. There yeah. we go.
3: Yeah. Okay, so uh, speaking of that, Friday we had a question about what specific player you would add to a tech team. Right. right. Okay. And so Did you ask him? On Friday I asked him. I was like, Hey, we had a conversation today, blah, blah, blah. This this was before the interview. Mm-hmm. before we got real deep into hardcore baseball and right. I said we we asked this question, you know, if you could add any former professional player to your team. Who would you add to your team? I said, right now this team, mm-hmm. 2024. Who would you add? And kind of thought about it a little bit, and and I was like, pick anybody, coach. You know, Bonds or we threw you Bonds and <laughs> and uh, Ken Griffey Jr. So he started. He goes, I think I'd probably go because these were two two way guys that were really good. I'd probably go Mantle or um, or Hank Aaron. And I was like, I thought about the Mantle thing with you because you know he's a switch hitter too. Like yeah, and I said just keep him out of the bars, coach. You know that would affect your team. He mm-hmm. said yep, yep. And he, and he goes, but you know, he said I've heard a lot about this guy. He goes, there's somebody I, I would really, I would really want. And he goes, I've heard so much about this guy. You know, we all know he's what he's done in the clutch and championships he's won. He goes, I think if I had my choice, you guys know where I'm going, don't you? Derek Jeter. He goes, I'd take Derek Jeter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he did like I was like, good choice, coach, good choice, and then he said, and eh, probably I probably like Corey Seager too. I have heard a lot of good things about him, so he said I I probably like Corey Seager too, but it seemed like he settled on Derek Cheater. Okay. Yeah. But
2: did he when he when you said we were talking about it this morning was like were you talking like with your friends or did you say you were talking no I think the... I,
3: I said radio yeah yeah
2: and he's like oh. I think he's still doing that,
3: huh? <laughs> sure.
1: So. Still very surprised he didn't take Pete Barry Bonds. Yeah. Just the way his normal mindset is. Yeah. And Barry Bonds with steroids and a metal bat? I feel sorry for baseballs at that point.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe so. 6.38 this morning here uh, on the morning drive. Uh, somebody says this off the Yates Foreign Center chat line. Sounds like Coach Tadlock has a good roster and he intends to use the entire roster each game to pick the best lineup.
3: hashtag Let's go. I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I do think he has a good roster. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 for sure. I mean, it's um, is mean, you look at both guys that have been playing right field for you? I mean, Washburn and Austin Green, and they're both swinging it really well. Both guys in left field. I mean, I feel bad for Drew Woodcox. I mean, Damian Bravo has been your most consist consistent hitter this year. He's been terrific, but every time Woodcock gets in, he you know he's crushing the ball. Had a two mm-hmm. homer game and three at bats the other day. Um, he's playing really well and is not seeing the field a whole bunch. You know, um, it's you know it, there's just so many guys right now that are swinging the bats well, and that's not just against Texas Southern. Go back to Arlington. D J Pompey just continues to be a you know, just get better and better every day. That's just such a baseball name. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's going to be fun to watch for the Red Raiders. Caden McGee over at third gets on base a ton. Still kind of waiting for him to, you know, just really turn it on offensively. But, you know, Tracer Lopez, I thought had, you know, I talked about this yesterday. You're going to look at the box score for the weekend and see that he only had three hits or whatever and think, but he had six or seven walks. I mean, that's what you want your leadoff guy to do. Just get mm-hmm. on base.
2: Get on base, him.
3: Yeah. And he's not expanding the strike zone. He's not trying to do too much. Just set the table and circle the bases when we hit home runs. And that's pretty much what he did this weekend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of home runs this weekend.
3: Yeah, not a ton, really. What did you How many did we have yesterday? A couple? Three? I don't know. I think about ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it seems
2: like every time I was turning on the radio, it's like, there's a... There's a blast, you know, especially especially Friday. I listened to more Friday and and yesterday than I did Sunday.
3: And that was a day of, with the least wind.
2: Was Saturday? My, well, no, Friday. Yes, Friday was the
0: least yeah, wind.
3: But I think he hit the most home runs that day.
0: This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3.
2: Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Drive right, today is Monday, February 26th. Jamie, it's the last Monday in February. Did you know that? February I, seems to slide by extra quick
3: well it's a little bit shorter than the rest of them right a couple of yeah. days
2: but this year you get an extra and day and the madness begins and
3: then the madness begins here i mean your favorite day of the year is coming yes that's right that's Selection right election sunday
1: speaking of madness here's jeff mcguire yeah i don't know how much madness we have today okay um kind of lacking today really and usually on like days like today i'm like oh we'll make up fort birthdays. birthdays mm, didn't do that there either so um 1935 is where we will start. New York Yankees release Babe Ruth. He then would sign with the Boston Braves. 1967, in the ninth Daytona 500, Mario Andretti wins his first and only NASCAR Grand National event. Only time a driver born outside of the United States has ever won the great American race. That's great. I mean,
2: he won a lot of races, and of course, he's going to win an Indy 500, but... But that would be a different type of car. It would be a different type of car, right? Uh,
1: 1989, the day that started it all for a bunch of Cowboys fans. NFL Dallas Cowboys fire coach Tom Landry after 29 years. And what I mean by saying starting it for Cowboys fans, this is when a lot of Cowboys fans no longer were Cowboys fans.
3: So it was this late and they let him go? It was this late and they
2: let him go. Well, because Jerry had just bought the team over the mm-hmm. weekend. Um, and the way that it was, Bum Bright was going to fire Tom Landry. And Jerry Jones said, no. He said, Bum Bright said, I'll do it. And Jerry's like, no, I'll 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 take it. I'll do it. I'll handle it. And, uh, and then Tom Landry uh, didn't show up for the meeting like he was supposed to. And they had to chase him around a golf course there in Austin before finally getting to him. So it was, it got messy. It got messy real fast.
1: 1995. Jason Sasser and Mark Davis have 21 points each as the Texas Tech Red Raiders beat rice 73 to 63 for a chair, a share of their first Southwest conference title in a decade. Mm. And in 2017, in the 59th Daytona 500, Kurt Busch wins after Kyle Larson runs out of gas on the final lap. Mm. Jeffrey Earnhardt makes NASCAR history, being their first ever fourth generation driver to compete at the Daytona 500.
3: Jeffrey Earnhardt. Mm-hmm. That's the first time I've ever heard his name. I would agree with that. <laughs> that was what year, Jeff? 19, uh, uh, 2017,
1: excuse me.
2: And Jeffrey is how does he relate? It's not
3: probably Junior. Would he be junior son? Son. son? Yeah. So this is fourth generation, yeah. Yeah.
1: Because I don't think Dale had another son. I think Junior's the only son. Well it son. wouldn't have been another
2: son. It would still have been third generation.
1: No, no. Like if Earnhardt senior had an i don't think Earnhardt had two sons if, yeah, Earnhardt senior if had senior
3: had another son and he had a son it would oh still i got you a, i
1: got you yeah
3: right but i don't know i could never one i think you're right jeff i don't know i don't ever remember hearing about another son it is national uh pistachio day
1: which is a word when i first think of i'm like i can easily say that word and then i get to it and i fumble around like the giant from all of the old uh, disney cartoons Happy birthday to Michael Bolton, who is 71. Marshall Falk is 51. J.T. Snow, 56. And Bill Duke, who played Mac in Predator, and uh, actually directed Sister Act 2, is 81.
3: Who would have ever guessed there was a Sister Act 2?
1: Oh, I knew there was a Sister Act 2. <laughs> you did? I was dragged to that movie. Up. I didn't know there was a Sister Back Act Back in the two. Habit. That was the name. (laughs) I
3: think I did know there was a second one.
1: Uh, And on this day in 1919, President Woodrow Wilson officially designates the Grand Canyon as a national park. The geological wonder would go on to become one of America's most popular tourist attractions. It is home to more than 1,500 plant species and over 500 animal specimens, many of them endangered or unique to the area. And its steep, multicolored walls tell the story of 2 billion, with a B, years of Earth's history. I know what you might be thinking, thought Teddy Roosevelt did this. Well, in 1908, uh, Teddy Roosevelt designated more than 800,000 acres of the Grand Canyon as a national monument. It took more than a decade to grant full national park status. And that. This day in sports history.
2: This day in sports history. Thank you, Jeff. That's uh, we get my this from the president.
3: his love of the national parks. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Woodrow Wilson. Do we, do we remember what his claim to fame is? In addition to that,
3: Mm-mm.
2: couldn't get a UN started. The only former U.S. history teacher that would go on to become the president of the United States. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I saw this on Wikipedia, and then Reckham Ralph uh, also uh, related this to us off the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, Jeffrey Earnhardt is the son of Carrie Earnhardt, who is the son of Dale Earnhardt. So there was another son.
3: Yes. Yeah. Somebody was saying from a first marriage.
2: Okay. All right. Okay. So so there you go. Um,
3: And I do remember the name Carrie now. That does sound familiar. That that does. Yeah. Carrie sounds
2: familiar. Right. Right. Uh, 652 this morning here on Lubbock Sports Station, double T 97.3 and double T 97.3.com. You'll hear a uh, high school fan zone tonight at six. All the coaches coming in to have conversations about their spring sports and maybe a little bit of basketball as well as, uh, we got still, uh, have friendship high school involved in that, but that, uh, that'll be later on in the week. Uh, we'll also have Red Raider baseball with Tim Tadlock uh, tonight at six o'clock. Uh on double T ninety seven three. I uh, I saw this, and this is just, you know, for all of you that uh are interested in scamming uh the insurance uh companies or uh
1: don't do that. That's definitely that, illegal. You'll go to you'll get arrested you, for that.
2: Uh especially after you especially after you win. A woman in Ireland uh sued an insurance company for eight hundred and twenty three thousand dollars. Um she had uh, back and neck pain from a car crash in 2017. Uh, the accident, quote, rendered her unable to work for more than five years. She said she couldn't carry her children, finish basic chores, or lift a heavy bag, and that at times needed her medication brought to her bed because of pain. Well, um, she has lost that $823,000 because uh, lawyers found a photo of her winning a Christmas tree throwing competition. So if you can win a Christmas tree throwing competition, uh, probably uh, don't have the back and neck pain that, uh, that maybe you said that you had, especially when it was a short time after you won the insurance money from the car accident.
3: She made an amazing recovery, didn't she? (laughs) I'd never... The world is full of special kind of people, aren't they? I had
2: never heard of a um, Christmas tree throwing competition.
3: She's winning that competition. I bet she's a heck of a gal.
2: (laughs) Actually, she just looks like she's got some length to her with her arms and her legs. So... Just maybe has some thrust, Jamie.
0: Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T
2: 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thank you for being with us today. High School Fan Zone tonight at 6 on 100.7. The score coaches from Coronado, Estacado, Baca, and Monterey will visit. Uh, tomorrow. Excuse me, On Wednesday, it'll be Friendship Cooper and Liberty Cooper. Uh, we'll also have uh, Red Raider Baseball with Tim Tadlock tonight. That'll be at 6, first edition of that. He'll uh, talk about the first eight games of the season, maybe not in detail, and go over the weekend sweep of Texas Southern as well. Uh, Jamie, one thing about the uh, Texas game for them on Saturday against Kansas. And, man, if you did this, I don't even know if you can get to 30, uh, given what you've got going on with um, with Warren Washington and, and Chance McMillan. Um, but... Kansas scored fifty two points in the paint against Texas. So dumping it down to their big fella, Hunter Dickinson, he had twenty and K J Adams had sixteen for him. Uh, they had uh five in double figures Kansas did, but that that's a big number. But Texas, to their credit, they scored thirty four in the paint. So
3: mm-hmm. that
2: that'll be a that'll be a concern for tomorrow night is what Texas can do inside against you.
3: Yeah, unfortunately we know you don't have the the size mm-hmm. that Hunter Dickinson has for uh, for Kansas. Right.
2: Uh, Texas uh, on the day shooting on Saturday was uh, 26 of 62. They were 9 of 26 from beyond the arc. So uh, we'll have uh, Tech and Texas talk more uh, tomorrow. We'll have it at 7 for you. The tip is at 8 o'clock uh, tomorrow night from United Supermarkets Arena. So I'm, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that game uh, tomorrow night. Between Texas Tech and Texas and then the Red Raiders are on the road later on in the week they'll play at West Virginia on Saturday and then uh, they'll close out the home portion of the season a week from Saturday against Baylor okay Um, what did you make of the uh, the comments that come after the the court storming uh, at uh, at Wake Forest with uh, the win over Duke um, and what do you, what do you make of that? I mean, is there, I, I think the wake, just looking at it, it looked like the Wake Forest people did a terrible job of being prepared for having a court storming. Unlike what you see here, we got a little bit more experience in dealing with that in terms of how they rope things off and, you know, escort people off the court and things along those lines. There's not been as many big wins for Wake Forest. Now, obviously it's a big win for them to win over Duke, uh, but Duke has a player injured um in the in the melee that that responded uh or that in the aftermath of that of that win
3: yeah um I think you're probably right with your first comments that looks like they didn't do a good job of allowing the players to to get across the court and and get in I just wish in a world that we could because you hear so much about, how much the players love the court storm and stuff and how mm-hmm. fun it is for them when you're on the winning end of it at home obviously um i just wish we could i right, take 30 seconds let these players get through the line get in there and then let's go yeah then storm it okay but let's get rid of their players first okay um <laughs> I mean, this is coming from you know, a guy who's watched his his football fans against Texas in 08 and stormed the field twice. I mean, for one, they didn't even wait for the game to end. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, technically it was three times.
1: Yeah. It was right. after the score and then after the review of the score yeah. and then after the final second.
3: Right. So, um, I I I still want that that fun and that excitement for the fans and for the players. I, I just we we have to find a way to okay. This there's a right way and a wrong way to do this, you know. And you wanted those Wake fans to have fun with it, but I mean you just gotta let the Duke players get over to their bench and get in that little line there, and then so they can easily be escorted out. Um, I'm sorry for being who I am, but I question how serious the injury – I mean, if that happened in the course of the game, would he have still played? Still been in the game and playing, whatever. But it, it shouldn't happen. We shouldn't and, – and and part of that reason that I question it is because it looked like Caitlin Clark flopped a week or so ago and all that kind of stuff. I, I just – I don't know. I, it just looked – um. It just looks like what you said about Wake Forest just not handling the situation well at all.
2: So Jay Billis had this to say. Uh, He said this. He goes, "It's got to stop, but it's not going to. There's no appetite in college basketball to stop it. SEC has a rule against it, but the institutions are happy to pay the fine because they like the visual. And he said, and the truth is, we in the media like the visual too. Sure, you know. And so you know who else
1: likes the visual.
2: The coaches when they're recruiting, right? Absolutely, he said. We put it at the end of every highlight years ago when people used to run out on the field or on the court. We wouldn't show it. That was our policy. We don't have that kind of policies with court stormings. We like it. It's not stopping, and it's a shame. Now, Saturday night when I was out, I was out running around, and I was listening to Double T. Hopefully, not on a court. I was not. I was not running around on a court. I was. Um, I
3: There's
2: was. No reason re- for that on Saturday night. I was fetching dinner, is what I was doing Saturday night. Anyway. What was interesting to me is the guy that was on Double T ninety seven three, and I, I'd never heard his voice before. He was a Fox Sports radio guy, but he talked about how the Duke player was trying to trip the the kid from Wake Forest.
3: I just I can't tell in the video. I went
2: back and looked at that a number of times, and I'm I'm with you. I can't sit here and say that he was trying to trip him or not trying to trip him.
3: It it looks like he sticks his leg out to make mm-hmm. contact, and that's yeah. why I just I have no idea.
2: Yeah, but still, the bottom line
3: is, this. and the truth of the matter is, if that had happened and the player tripped him and the guy went down, nothing would have been done about it. They just said oh, you shouldn't have been on the court. Right. Yeah.
2: Right, and and the, the 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 point the point that is is that even even still, the Wake Forest people did a terrible job of getting people off the getting the Duke team off the floor because the guy was still in the middle of the floor and the now did he do a good job of running off as soon as he could? I don't know because I didn't see the end of the game. Doesn't it doesn't matter. Um but I think I think the point is is it's not going to be um it's not going to be something that's going to be stopped. You're going to try to control it as best you can like my the, big like issue here.
1: that came up this weekend cuz I was hearing a lot of ESPN and, and Fox Sports this weekend guys talking about it. That you know the it's always the the opposing coach that is in the the press conference complaining about it. You know, we've just got to do a better job, and this is just ridiculous. And you know, whatever, whatever variant of the conversation that they want to be having that they don't like having the court stormed against them. None of them bring this up when their team gets to storm the court. It's never the home team that is like, "Man, we've as great as this is, we've got to stop this. It's not safe for the other team." Mm-hmm. It's only when it's your team. Mm-hmm. And what do they all say when it happens to you, when your guys storm the court after a big win? Man, we could not have done it without this atmosphere. Th- these guys were great tonight. Loved every second of it. They were on these guys from the beginning. It's it's a road that doesn't go both ways.
2: Yeah. yeah, and here's the thing. The ACC doesn't have a fine for this like the SEC does. Remember, the SEC has a fine where the if it's a conference game, the other institution gets the money. In the Big 12, there was a fine, uh, but it's not what the SEC fine is. what the ACC has no fines.
0: Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T
2: 97.3, presented by
0: Cantex Roofing and Construction. Four more
2: teeth removed from the NCAA last week. Uh, at 7.45, it's the boom, 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 and next, Jamie's Question of the Day. Time now for Jamie's Question of the Day
0: on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T-97-3. So when do they
1: get their dentures?
2: That's a great question. They they
1: need to see the dentist. Uh, Are they going to use fix I don't know. These are the (laughs) questions I ask
3: now. Sorry, Jamie. Okay. (laughs) fix That might be better questions than I have today. Okay, so I got a basketball question for you. Pretty simple one. All right. All right. You only get one answer. You can't answer five times this one. Okay? Just one answer. Okay. Usually I ask you two and three parters, but just one one answer. You get confused on those. What has to happen if the men's basketball team is going to win two games in the NCAA tournament?
2: Mm. What has to happen Okay, I'm trying to come I'm trying to come up with this without it being more than one answer, all right? So let's just say you let's just say you don't have a fully healthy Warren Washington. Let's just assume that, okay? Let's just assume that I'd
3: you, like to think by then he'd be healthy.
2: Okay, well, I mean I'm just you know, I'm 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 thinking about planning ahead and going, what's what's the worst case scenario? Okay. Okay. What's, you've All got right. to you've got to figure out a way. Johnny
3: Raincloud. <laughs> well, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> shoot better. I mean, it's what you've got to do is you've got to shoot better. If Pop has to find his shot, Joe Tucson has to find his shot. You, you got to keep getting what you've been getting out of Kerwin Walton. Robert Jennings is going to have to step up even more. Uh, but I think I think Tucson and Pop are going to have to. Basically, shoot better, make
1: more shots. I know you said one, and I apologize for this. Because it's two games, I'm taking one for each game. You figure in the first game they're going to be in that really tough matchup type game, like uh, 5-11, 6-12? No, 6. Hang on, can't remember which one it is. That, where you've got two teams that are well-matched, with respect to one another in that early round of the tournament, you need a good matchup there for you. Like you can't face somebody that's got like Shaquille O'Neal in the, down low. Like that's not going to play well for what you've got going. It's going to play right into their hand. On the second round, I would say you've got to shoot well. The, the getting your offense going again and getting the ball through the hoop, which is really important in basketball games. Uh, would be what would lead to that second round win. But that first matchup, if you run into somebody that's just absolutely geared for what you're not, I don't think it would bode well.
3: All right. Um, I think my answer is, uh, I mean, the authorities are going to need to be involved because I think we need to send out a missing persons alert for the artist formerly known as as Pop Isaacs. Mm -hmm. I I mean, he's your star. He's your dude. He's the guy that brings you confidence. He's the guy that makes big plays. He's the guy that, you know, the energy comes from. He's such an important part to this team. He's got to get his confidence back. He's got to, I mean, the only way you do that is to get his shots falling again. But... I I mean, this team, when they were playing at at their best, Pop was shooting the ball, you know, at a much higher level, you know. Um, I thought he's been better this year about creating, and um, I know his turnovers are up a little bit compared to other years, and and you'd like those to go down, don't get me wrong. But the guy's making plays, you'll kind of accept that a little bit. But now his shooting is just – it's just off. And um, it just the offense looks different without him being a threat. And I think right now, if you're the other team, when Pop pulls up from three-point range, you feel good about it. I I don't know what the numbers are of late. We talked about it a little bit last week, but it's rough. I mean, three-point percentage is probably somewhere between 10 and 15 over the last four or five games. Mm Mm-hmm. And and I just, he's too good of a player, too important of a player for you to, you know, be anywhere close to the level that you can be without him getting his shot back. And so, I mean, somebody's got to find the real Pop Isaacs. Please stand up. Please stand up.
2: (laughs) Okay, that was... That was really
1: good. (laughs) Do you know why that's funny, though?
2: Yeah, because of the song. Yeah, Slim Shady.
1: I'm shocked. Yeah, (laughs) I'm shocked.
3: The real Slim Shady, right? The real Pop Isaacs. Yeah, the real Pop Isaacs, yeah. Because I don't think what we're seeing is the real Pop Isaacs. I think we all know he's a much better shooter than what he's doing right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was looking to see if I could find real quick his last... Five games or something like that, but I, I can't. Um, it's you know somebody says this. Yes, uh, Pop has lost his mojo. That from sassy redhead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to take this uh, for what it's worth. Pop shooting nine percent from deep over the last
3: five. Okay, see somewhere in there. Yeah, that's yeah. believable.
2: Uh, this I've never seen a shooter go as cold as Pop has before.
3: Uh, one that's good. It's yeah. like a really good shooter. Right. I've seen people shoot that bad before, mm-hmm. but they're bad shooters. I've
1: shot that
2: bad. before. Missing <laughs> wide open shots. Yeah, um,
3: he's a good shooter. Yeah. Uh,
2: somebody else brings this point up, and I, I do. I do agree with this. Uh, Joe T needs to actually drive and try and finish.
3: Yeah. It, it it appears to me that every time he drives, he's just looking to draw fouls.
2: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um. Let's see here. Let's see here for Pop. Uh, last year, last year he was a sixty-two of one sixty-four for the year. All right, shot thirty-eight percent from beyond the arc. This year so far, he is fifty-nine of two hundred, which is thirty percent. That's that's for the year. Obviously, that has gone down over the last. But the fact that he's taken thirty-six more. Threes and made three less speaks to what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from just a, a pure field goal shooting, uh, he is, uh, last year he was 91 of 247, 37%. Uh, this year he is 132 of 378, which is 35%. So he's basically taken 131 more shots and made,
3: you
1: know, 41. three for 31 in his last five games he's for what three three for 31 in his last
3: five oh, wow. a little bit less than 10 percent. wow well, yeah.
1: it gets back to the
3: that and includes for... an
1: 0 for 5 and an 0 for 7
3: yeah and, and again coming from a guy who we've all seen shoot it at a high level just has i mean he lost his confidence right now three-point mm-hmm. line
2: yeah so i mean that's uh that's really really tough uh, this person says this. Pop, just like several other players, have lost their focus, and that's the coach's fault for not getting them focused and keeping them there the entire game. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, don't know. I, I would say I'm not seeing lack of focus. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels like the effort and all that are still there.
0: This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
2: Morning Drive. Good morning with Jamie Lynn and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Great to have you with us today. On the morning drive on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and DoubleT97.3.com. We come to you this morning from the First United Bank studio. Look forward to uh, continuing to hear from you in the Yates Flooring Center chat line and the Visual Edge IT hotline. Thoughts, comments, you can uh, make them uh, visually or uh, you can make them with your uh, audio voice at 806 771 0973 will have Red Raider opposed baseball. As to
1: your visual voice? Well,
2: visual with the 840 center chat line. Cuz it is visual when you look at it. it
1: but doesn't the, make the a whole voice lot is
2: sense. the the thing though. It doesn't. It doesn't make a
1: whole lot of sense. You can see sound waves? <laughs> I mean, sound waves <laughs> is a transformer that we have seen, but you know, I don't know that you can actually see. I mean I mean I guess you could. <laughs> you know, you have really, really good vision. I'll,
2: I'll remember this because, you know, sometimes it doesn't really kind of come out the way that you want it to. But I mean, when I just said visually off the Yates Flooring Center chat line, when you continue to this put is, the knife in and twist a little bit.
3: This reminds me of the time where I I gave Clint grief for saying cold ice cream. <laughs> I really like cold ice cream," he said. <laughs> <laughs> "Dr. Jamie just the rose, it was like as opposed to hot ice cream, Clint. No. You know what I meant? Yeah,
2: <laughs> cold ice cream. <laughs> cold ice cream. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Coach Tadlock will be on tonight at six. What? Um, what? What do you think? His like if like just to the he's got a message to his team. He got his message—a message to the fan base. What? What do you think? The how much of a gap is there?
3: It mm.
2: may, may may not be much. It may not be much at this stretch.
3: Yeah. Um. There. That's hard for me to say, Chuck. Yeah, uh, I mean,
2: I know you're not in the clubhouse when he's yeah, addressing no, the team. No,
3: that that's exactly right. But I, I mean, I have been on the bus before to hear him have quote, unquote, conversations with yeah, his team. Right. Um, But those are always, you know, during times where he feels like they're not playing the right way. hmm And I'm sure that there are things after this weekend that he can pick out that he feels like they need to do better. Okay? Because he's a coach, and that's what they do. Right. Right? And usually coaches, like, when things go poorly— you know, yes, you point out the negatives, but you're like, hey, guys, we're not as bad as it feels like we are. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we we can do this. You know, we just keep working hard, blah, 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 blah. When things go great, like they did this weekend, you're like, hey, we're not as good as you think we are. We got to keep, you know, we got to play better. We got to do this better. We got to do that better. Right. You has got to knock them down a peg. Mm hmm. So I'm sure there was a message like that today or or on Sunday, but I'm sure there was also, hey, way to take care of business, way to, you know, stay focused for, you know, however many innings you ended up coming to the plate and however many, you know, innings you were out there on the mound, you know, good job, you know, doing that. A lot of good things, but we've still got a lot, you know, a lot to uh, get better at before we get to conference play. I mean, a week from Friday, Texas is here. I mean, it's... It's like, crazy. Yeah. Think. I mean it's so fast. Yeah. And so you gotta get better in a hurry. And you've got four games to do it and it's against Gardner Webb in New Mexico. So um you you gotta, you know, keep improving and know that tougher games are coming on the schedule, and um this week is a week where they don't have any midweek games, so we gotta get a lot done here in practice this week.
2: I mean, here's here's the thing. The last time And I don't know the score, okay? The last time that you, when you set the school record back in 1997 with how many ever runs that you had back then, the next day you lost. The next game you lost. Okay. So I think there is something to be said for team keeping its focus. And, you know, even though you're playing a, quote, lesser opponent and you're coming off of a very prolific day, to follow that up with another prolific day, and then to follow that up with another prolific day, I think that I think that says something about your team and, you know, ability to kind of continue to smack the ball around and, you know, have other guys, you know, step up and and get hits too. And I think there's, again, you're not awarding any trophies. You're not throwing any bouquets out to them. But I think there is something to be said for that. And I also wonder if you were to talk to Matt Gardner or Ray Hayward, um, if the amount of time that the pitchers had to sit, if that affected some of the starters to a degree,
3: that's possible. Absolutely, it's possible. You know, yep, sure, sure. I know. I think you're right. I, th- I think the the whole keeping your focus um was one thing that you would be ple- pretty pretty pleased with because it didn't become sloppy baseball in any way, shape, or form. You didn't see guys chasing pitches out of the zone a lot because they were overly anxious against a, a poor pitching staff or anything like that. So I, I think that was a positive. And, again, I think a, a head coach is going to see things differently than you and I probably sure. do, and he no, has no his moments where he wasn't happy mm-hmm. um, with certain things. But um, that was one of the things that I I kind of noticed that it felt like you kept your focus. Now, I mean, it's, it's just um, – uh, you know, it's, you know the opponent is, is not one of the better ones that you're going to face. May, maybe the worst team you'll play all season long. I don't know. Gardner-Webb is 2-5 and five coming in. They may be just, just the same. But at the same time, one of the things that you and I talked about earlier, Chuck, maybe this helps keep focus. I mean, you're kind of out there fighting for at-bats, right? Mm-hmm. You're kind of out there fighting for innings in the field or on the mound or whatever when there's so much competition um, for for starting positions and for, you know, for opportunities, right? So you don't want to give away at bats because, I mean, everything's a job interview, right? Yeah. Every at bat, every ground ball, every especially when you got somebody ball. behind you pushing you. That's exactly right, and so you can't just, oh, I don't, you know, I don't it doesn't matter here. You know, maybe if you're Bazell or you're McGee, who's got their – or Pompey, who looks like, hey, they're pretty much set in stone as those three spots, but the rest of the guys. I mean, they're competing. They're, they're not just competing with the opponent, but they're, you know, hey, I, I mean, I, I got to play well or I mm-hmm. I'm, I might not be starting tomorrow.
2: Or get some at-bats in. Or yeah, get, whatever. Get, get whatever, right.
3: So you you want to keep putting good at-bats together and all that good stuff. So that that's why maybe you don't give them away.
2: Do, do you feel like that you played pretty clean baseball defensively? I mean, I realize they didn't really have that many – Times where they're putting things in play, but I mean, they did have ten hits yesterday. A couple of home runs early; they were single shots, and then the nine hits um, on Saturday, and then on uh, on Friday they had they had seven. But you, you had just two errors in the ball game in the in the weekend.
3: Yeah, that, that's. I mean, with as wide as the margin of victory was, that's a good number as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, two, I mean, two the other errors. thing too
2: is because you got to keep your focus when you're out in the field as well. Sure. I mean, it'd be easy yeah. to daydream, or I'm sure that as nice a day as it was on Saturday, the distractions in the stands were prevalent, you know? So mm-hmm. you got to, you know, if you're out there playing second base and you're looking at some buddy in the stands or you're wanting to know, why is she talking to him? And then all of a sudden there's a bounding ball to you and like, it goes by you, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know? You know, got, you you got somebody up there trying to, bring your gal popcorn you're like whoa 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 hey hold up on that there car wash you know that's my girl or she was supposed to be with me or what are you what's somebody
3: doing bringing her a coke you're describing what boris becker did andre agassi once with brooke shields and it totally he went over becker said he was getting crushed by agassi and he's like i'm just gonna mess with him and he just went over in the crowd and kept talking to brooke shields kept talking to her and Agassi lost his mind, and Becker came back to win the match. See?
2: There yeah. you
0: go. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of double T97.3 podcasts at double T97.3.com.